and welcome into the roundtable. And inflation, of course, has been the dirty word so far here of 2023, and it's been doing some very interesting and wreaking havoc across the U.S. economy as well as across the world. We've got two people that can talk about it in terms of how it's been affecting freight, also how it's affecting the U.S. government there as well as both are based just inside or outside the Beltway. Randy Mullet joins us. He is the senior advisor at Imaginovate, and Lauren Smith, president of Skyline Policy Risk Group, joining us here as well. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. And as mentioned, you guys basically live and work in and around the Beltway. And uh, so my first question is, as you look at what's been going on here recently, obviously the Fed uh, increasing rates once again uh, last week, other things, major issues going here, there. What's the climate going right now in Washington, D.C.? Randy, let me start with you in terms of is, what's, what's the overall emotion of, of, the, of the, uh, the capital city these days? I think that there's um, a, a conflict of emotions there. There's a, a lot of um, anxiety around where we are with the economy. Um, and and this Okay, Randy, we may have lost your audio here for just a second. Lauren, let me just jump to you here and uh, ask the same question in terms of what you've been seeing and, and hearing in terms of uh, the, the climate of, uh, of uh, Washington, D.C. Sure. Well, there definitely is some anxiety, Bill, about a potential, you know, banking, uh, don't want to call it a crisis yet, but um, sure. uh, you know, a situation with, uh, you know, some of the banks having difficulties. And that was, I think, at the heart of maybe wondering if the Federal Reserve last week was not going to hike, hike interest rates. Uh, in fact, the Federal Reserve has said, you know, um, you were a little bit concerned, not super concerned, but the inflation issue has us very concerned. And so there's still uh, hiking rates. And I think the upshot here, Bill, for the freight sector is, you know, you're going to see consumption potentially decline a little bit. Uh, I think freight volumes have already been under pressure because you have inventories uh, very high. And so, you know, with the Fed still saying, no, we're, we're going to keep raising rates. We got to stop the inflation. I think that is going to, um, uh, th that, that man, it may end up pressing consumption a little bit. And again, I think that's why, um, there's a little bit of anxiety about whether or not the Fed is going to ultimately say, you know, we just need a mild recession in order to get over the inflation. Gotcha. And, and, and kind of piggybacking right off of that with that, Lauren, in terms of looking at inflation, obviously it hurts everybody. Uh, in terms of uh, not much is being sold, therefore not much demand, therefore freight certainly isn't moving. But past that, who, is, who does this hurt the most in terms of the freight industry that, this, that we have to go through a quote-unquote mini, maybe a mini recession in order to get things back on track? Yeah. Well, I think especially the, um, the, uh, the, the neighborhood delivery, I think, you know, people uh, decide, you know, to, to pull back on Amazon orders and things like that. I think that's going to uh, be a factor, especially since that's been such a growth area in recent years. Uh, I think that, you know, th that we could see some, uh, maybe a little bit more disruption there. Uh, but certainly, you know, if, um, if rate goes down across the board, you know, there's, there's a lot of sectors impacted, but, but you know, I, I would look at that, maybe that last mile and see how that, that might be particularly affected. Randy, I think we've got you back here. What are you seeing in terms of kind of who's, who does this inflation, uh, pack hit the most here? Well, I think that, um, Lauren is right that the last mile providers are going to get hit by it, but I also think um, that owner operators and, and small independent truckers are going to get hit a lot by this. 
And and probably the hidden thing in this is um, acquisitions, mergers, and high-tech startups will really be affected by this, which keeps our business from uh, or our industry from growing in other ways. Of course, we saw here in Chattanooga a major acquisition with uh, Knight Swift taking over U.S. Express uh, here in the Chattanooga areas there as well. Leads me to a, another question. I guess we'll go back to you, Randy, on that same matter. Uh, do you see this particular time period allowing for more mergers and acquisitions? And, and as, when you're talking about Knight Swift and, and U.S. Express, obviously two very large entities in the trucking world. Yes, I, I do if... if um, people are able to maintain a large cash position on their balance sheet. There's going to be some deals that are ripe for the ha- for the taking, and that's where where uh, Swift Knight was right now. In fact, uh, if the articles are correct, I read uh, they have their sights set on trying to expand their LTL offering as well because they're still sitting on a lot of cash. Lauren, looking and, back and with of... inflation, okay. Excuse me, and with with the inflation running the way it is, sitting on cash. Right now, just guarantees you're losing six or eight percent. That's that's definitely true there as well, Lauren. Let's let's look back towards kind of Capitol Hill and way things are going right there right now. Obviously, economic concerns can turn into election concerns, which turn into policy changes there as well. I know no one is even close to even casting a ballot in 2024, but how is this Congress, specifically House and Senate Republicans? handling this situation right now because obviously there there's there there's a lot of distrust uh, uh, between the two parties but also the fact that within the Republican party especially in the house you have a situation that they would like to capitalize on how are they handling this situation well the uh, the house of representatives uh, which is led by the republicans is leaning in particularly on the debt ceiling negotiation that has to take place this summer. It looks like that's going to be coming up as early as June, uh, although it may, it may bleed a little bit into the summer. Uh, but that move to raise the borrowing limit of the U.S. government, I think, is going to be the major you know, legislative flashpoint of the summer. And you're right, Bill, uh, the Senate Republicans are a little bit more like Hey, uh, you know, how brinksmanship do we want to play this? You know, how much risk do we want to uh, put out there on the capital markets or just the economy in general uh, as far as, uh, you know, getting out there? Um, uh, but I think, you know, I, I think in the end, I think they're, they are more or less on the same page. I mean, you, you've seen uh, a, a lot of discussion about whether or not spending needs to be uh you know, controlled a little bit in terms of what what the what the budget looks like over the next several years, uh, and I think that uh, while there are some there are some tactical differences there, uh, it, it it does look like there there is you know sort of the beginnings of a plan, uh, but you know I mean I think it's going to end up being a somewhat chaotic uh, period uh, in that June July timeframe. Certainly, as you get close to that dead ceiling, I think the the uh, Office of Budget said that it was going to be possibly as early as July or possibly as late as September uh, when you could possibly see a, a loss there in terms of their borrowing power going to those extraordinary measures. Um, Randy, same question to you. Uh, there's been a lot of, you know, we, we can talk about the debt ceiling, but there's been also a lot of other uh, issues that perhaps have taken the mainstream light there as well. Of course, you had um, Norfolk Southern. Uh, you had also, obviously, the, the uh, raising of interest rates here recently and, and uh, that becoming a big issue. What do you see as the political climate between Republicans and Democrats uh, as we get closer here to the beginning? Of, well, actually, as we are into spring 2023. Well, I think that they all have come to the realization that they've got to fix things around the economy, 
and around the, the debt ceiling in particular. And, and I do believe there's an awful lot of emphasis behind the scenes to get that done uh, in a productive manner. The, the problem with our partisanship right now is both sides want to get it done, but they don't want the other side to get credit for it. And they don't want to get tagged if it goes south. So there's there's tentativeness that goes um, along with this rather than simply trying to get a good outcome. Moving on to those same lines, uh, in the, the FMCSA raised fees uh, this past week uh, with the regards to certainly in terms of getting licenses or renewing licenses or changing licenses, that number went up uh, significantly uh, in, their, in their redoing of their fees. Um, do you see inflation impacting just the operations of the United States government, specifically, of course, uh, those entities closest to the freight industry, Randy? Yes, of course. I mean, they... They budget a certain amount, and if all of a sudden their expenses are 8% higher than what they budgeted for, they've got to figure out ways to make that either do cuts, um, uh, raise additional revenue through their own fee structures, or just wait until the next year uh, as they cut programs. Every every department's got the same issue. Uh, a lot of the transportation-related uh, departments do have some fee structures that they can go and rely on to raise a little bit of money but it's not significant in the grand scheme of their budgets. Gotcha. Uh, Lauren, kind of the same question to you. How does this really affect the, the U.S. government in terms of being able to operate, given the fact that they've got more expenses? It's a, it's a, it's a bitter irony, um, <laughs> especially when you look at the, uh, the 2021 infrastructure bill, that the buying power of the dollars that Congress said we're going to put towards infrastructure uh, the buying power of those dollars, which are, you know, they had to specifically say this number, this number um, is reduced. And so you're having states, um, you know, particularly that we saw this pop up last summer that states were like, well, we had budgeted this amount and now we have 9% inflation. What's happening there? Now, inflation has declined, but it's still at 6%, which is still, you know, very high uh, historically. Um, and uh, it doesn't look like that it's, the inflation is going to dip. And so it does impact government operations in different ways. Of course, government can, um, you know, you know, to, to some extent, government can, can print money to fix its own problems. Uh, but it is a uh, I mean, it is a challenge. And so we're seeing it, you know, uh, with the fees for different agencies for that the fund specific agencies. And then, you know, again, infrastructure funding where the, the, you, uh, you see the decline in purchasing power uh, and you're going to see it here or there in different spots. Um, just it, it, it just, you know, inflation gums up the economy in a, in a, in a bunch of different ways. Uh, and I think that um, I think that we should expect, you know, 2023 is going to produce some weird little eddies and boomlets um, as, as we figure out what new inflation means. I mean, we haven't had an inflation period like this in 40 years yeah. uh, since the late 1970s and, and early 80s. So real quick, let me get a, 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 a kind of a gut check number from you. Scale of one to 10, Randy, how nervous is Washington, D.C. headed into the summer? Um, I, I think that they are nervous, but on a scale of one to 10, I'd put it at maybe a six. Okay. Lauren? I'm going to go just a little bit higher. I'm going to say 6.7. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, we'll take that. Yeah, to, go, to coincide with the, the uh, inflation rate. Inflation rate. There, there you go as well. Uh, Randy Mullet and Lauren Smith, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having us. All right. We'll take, a, we'll take a short break and come back with more Freight Waves now after this. <laughs> 